verses 1 to 7. So chapter 43, beginning at verse 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give nations in exchange for you, and peoples in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. The second reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke. And there are two, it's in two parts. So uh, the first reading is um, Luke three fifteen to 17. And then I will continue with verses 21 and 22. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And verse 21, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. I am well pleased with you. This is the word of the Lord. to be with you all. I will try very hard to keep looking up there as well. This morning I want to invite us now to enter into this story through that God-given gift of creative imagination. Don't know about you, but sometimes when I've heard a story a lot of times, it can become a bit flat. 
So I'm inviting you to get comfortable in your seats, to close your eyes and come into the story with me. We prepare the scene. Eyes closed and imagining ourselves that we are part of a community of people traveling through the land surrounding River Jordan toward that river. We hear children playing and making noise. We hear our neighbors in conversation about John the Baptist, others just talking about the events of the week. Finally, you arrive at the river. You become aware of younger people sitting on the banks, watching. A woman carries her baby in her arms and walks steadily toward the water. You recognize older members of your community, neighbors, they're already in the water being baptized by John. I invite you to sit a while to consider the scene. You notice a feeling of expectancy, a call to change heart and mind toward God, for you are tired of being under rule, gluttony of a Roman Empire. Your religious leaders are a disappointment to you for putting so much effort in to appease the Romans. They have lost their way. And you no longer feel led by those of integrity, truth, and hope. And while you ponder these things, John's words interrupt your thoughts. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. No longer rely on religious heritage, what you've known? <coughs> I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. If John is not worthy, how can I be worthy? Maybe John is the one to follow. So you decide to step forward. What will the water feel like? Deliciously cool or comfortingly warm? As you take your steps, you notice there is someone coming among you, walking with you coming through all of you, ahead of you, approaching John. His feet squelch in the muddy river shore. His clothing rough, the hem being soaked in watery mud. 
his gentle face sober with some sense of a mind elsewhere. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Who is this? Who is this one being baptized among you? There is a moment of tangible stillness. Down in the water he goes. A brilliance of light. A dove. What is the significance of the dove? So I invite us to come out of the story and just take a moment now, a few moments, to reflect on some of the meaning of this story of Jesus' baptism. Here we have Jesus coming to John to be baptized in order to fulfill all righteousness, so right living with God. And Luke in chapter 3, a little bit further on, 23 onwards, lists the genealogy of Jesus and his family, right back to Adam and Eve and through to the likes of King David and other ancestors. We know that Adam and Eve, propensity of their selfish ambition, we hear of King David, that leader of Israel who had great capacity for leadership and worship and unity and prosperity, and yet a man capable of predatory sexual behavior towards a woman and of murder. And the Psalms express his worship of God, but his weakness too. Jesus has been born and brought among this messy, murky humanity. And here he moves through the people to the River Jordan to be baptized. Was that because he needed to, because he needed to repent, make right with God, be baptized? Well, I want to say in faith, no. Because I believe Jesus was set apart as holy. Set apart as one without sin. So for what purpose? To show the people present and us today the way to come to repentance and baptism and be made right with God. To show that any religious heritage and tradition would no longer cut it with God. This was no longer the way. It was through Jesus Christ that things would change. Down he goes into the water. Gosh, what a scene. Up he comes. And the voice of God says, You are my son. Not only human and born of humanity, but son of God. We have God the voice of heaven. We have Jesus in all that murky humanity set apart as son of man and son of God. And now we see a bodily form of a dove rest upon Jesus, the Holy Spirit.
God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Trinity of God, in the midst of all that murky river, the midst of all the people, not far off on some mountaintop, right in the midst, coming to us and commissioning and affirming Jesus Christ as the one through who the mission to the Jews, bringing back the Jews, bringing back all people into relationship with God was going to happen. What was that moment like? Can you imagine being John? Can you imagine being there if you caught a glimpse of that divine moment? You see, as I've studied and prepared this, I can't be anything but passionate. So I apologize for those of you if it feels as if I'm in your face a bit. Because I can't help it. Because this moment, this divine moment is present to change us all. That is why Jesus was baptized, to show and reveal this. And there was revelation of who he is. For you, with you, sorry, is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. It's curious that the Holy Spirit chooses or comes in the bodily form of a dove. So I want to take a moment and stay with that bodily form of a dove and turn the pages back in the Bible to the Old Testament and the story of Noah. Now, in this story of Noah, God has looked upon the earth, looked upon humanity, and been distressed by the level of violence. So in an act of cleansing, brings the waters of floods, cleanses the earth once again, advises Noah to be in an ark, a boat, a large boat, with his family and other, and other animals, two by two, the famous two by two. Yeah, we're with me, right, good. <laughs> and all taking refuge in this ark. And God remembered Noah, and the rains and the wind recede, and they rest in the ark upon the mountaintops. After raven, Noah sends a dove. The dove goes out. The dove comes back unchanged. Noah has no sight. This is beyond their sight, beyond their knowing what is happening out there. And the dove has gone and come back. Now the dove goes again after seven days of prayer. He sends the dove again. Comes back, plucked olive leaf from an olive branch in its beak. Ah, so the, the treetops, not the rooftops, the treetops are becoming visible. Wait seven days, praise. Sends out the dove again and the dove does not come back. What do we know about survival of doves and how they feed? They feed from the earth. They pick seed up from ground and earth. So Noah now understands that the earth cleansed is now revealed, ready for new life, for a new beginning, for a community of faith to start over again. And the dove, symbolic of being the Holy Spirit, guidance to that new beginning. Fast forward to Jesus' baptism. Do we not see the dove again? In bodily form upon Jesus. The Holy Spirit guiding everyone there and us present that this is the new beginning. This is the new way. This is the possibility of restored relationship with God. Renewal. New life. Freedom. 
is an invitation to watch and see the dove. To allow the Holy Spirit to guide us to the possibility of freedom and new beginning through our relationship with Jesus. So that we can come every day. I am sorry, Lord, I have not lived according to the ways of you, your will. I've let you down again. I've been grumpy, I've been this, I've been that. I've not followed you closely. That is possible because Jesus consented to the will of God and began that mission to all Jews and all people through baptism. In Colossians 2 verse 9, For in Christ the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. The fullness of the deity lives in in bodily form the fullness of everything that God who God is is in Jesus in this moment in the river Jordan in the midst of us offering us new life through repentance and baptism Malcolm Guite writes spiritual truth is that in the incarnation Christ in assuming human nature takes on becomes involved in visits and redeems the whole of humanity, not just the chosen people to whose race and culture he belonged. And what is more, when the fullness of God comes to dwell in the fullness of Christ's humanity, then that mysterious image of God in which all humanity was made is at last restored, and we can see the light who became Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit in a bodily form guiding us to light, life, freedom, love. I want to join in with that. So I want to invite you now, if you want to join in with that, if you want to be affected and changed by that, to come back into the story with me. I accept there may be those of you here today who aren't feeling ready. Fine. Just, just remain quietly. We're not insisting. But I want to offer you this as a way of responding again. Not just from your head and our thoughts, but from our hearts and deep in our soul. So I suggest we become still again and we close our eyes. And I invite you back into the story. Jesus had gone ahead of you into the water to be baptized. You've moved towards the water, but not yet reached the river. Jesus, with John, is in the river and looks toward you. As you move and walk, perhaps you are feeling skeptical. Wondering, is this just people playing mind games? Manipulating the way you think? A big act for some sort of political gain? You may feel your religious heritage has been strong. Rituals, sacred. You've been to church many times. 
They represent God to you. Surely nothing else, no one else needs to do this. You might be considering walking away. Or, perhaps you are someone who is beginning to notice something within you. You are wanting this. I want to be cleansed. I want to be free. I want to be new again. You move into the water. Aware of such love, you fall to your knees. The water splashes around you as you land heavily. You become aware of hands lifting you back up. You look into the face of Jesus. I created you. I formed you. Fear not. I have redeemed you. You begin to follow the gaze of Jesus around about. And you begin to understand this is not just for you. This is for all people, no matter race, nationality, no matter background, no matter different functioning of mind or body. This is for all humankind. This is for all people. And this can transform every person, every place. There can be justice. There can be hope. There can be a new beginning after all. There is something new happening here. You see the dove. Let us pray. O oh God, author of all life, teacher of the mystery of our origins, rest in my soul. Come, free us from our old ways and sing a new song within us. O oh dove, Descender from heaven and pure white creature of the air, 
Rest in my soul. Come free us from our old ways and sing a new song within us. O key of David, releaser of the prisoner from darkness, light of light, rest in my soul. Come free us from our old ways and sing a new song within us. Amen. Amen.